0: We got another very, very special guest with her this evening. Current professional basketball player, man. He's played pretty much everywhere. The NBA, NBA G League, Turkey, Macedonia, Germany, France, you know, a lot of other places as well. Cincinnati, Ohio native, of course, LaSalle product. He's an entrepreneur, business owner of the brand Holy Hooper, strong man of faith as well. So we are very blessed to have him here with us this evening. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Jordan Crawford. Jordan, how you doing today, man? I'm
1: good. I'm good. Thanks for having me, bro. Appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. You know, I know it's a off season, but you know Jordan is actually recording with us right now, coming off of his daughter's soccer tournament. So you know I appreciate the dedication. You know just taking the time off for our platform too, bro. It definitely mean a lot.
1: Yeah, of course, of course.
0: Jordan, you know the first question I did want to ask you today was, you know, in terms of your walk with Christ, where did that, you know, actually first begin for you?
1: Um, I think um I've always had the foundation start with my parents. Uh, mm-hmm. They they've always I've been going to church on on Sundays and doing like the youth groups, um, Sunday school as a a kid. So I think I had a foundation there Then I wind up going to a a Christian school in Mm -hmm. middle school with that kind of really set the tone for me, Um, you know, getting a different perspective outside of my parents Mm -hmm. Um, and actually taking like a religion class and really learning um, the basics. And then um, I think it grew through maybe high school as well and I I want to say probably like my first year pro is like when it really took over for me because um being over there my first year I was by myself right Uh, there was some long nights lonely nights you know missing family Mm -hmm. just in a whole nother world so that's that was the only thing I really could turn to and I felt
0: comfortable turning to so that's kind of when it I really took it to another level yeah, facts. And that's an interesting point, too, I mean, because a lot of guys, you know, that first year coming out of college, going straight overseas, I, you know, it can be rough. You know, you are so used to being around your friends, you know, your friends, your family, also having the fan base of support. I mean, you played at Bowling Green, so I was used the man there. So I know you all had a lot of support and then you go from that atmosphere into a whole different world where, you know, you might not even speak the same language as the fans, but you might not even speak the same language that your teammates are speaking from time to time, too. So. That's definitely interesting and, you know, key that you relied on that strength, that foundation, your relationship with Christ to be able to prevail through those tough times, you know, during that first year overseas. And you know, was, obviously,
1: there's a bunch of times where like even like you so-called friends and everything that uh, mm-hmm. when I first um, finished college, I sat out for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I finally went over, it was before everybody always calling me. What are we doing tonight? Where are we going? Right. Duh, duh, duh. Then I'm over there. Like, I'm not getting them same calls anymore. Like, no, Mm -hmm. how you doing? How you been? It's always me checking up. So it was like, that's when you really feel like find out who your real friends
0: are, who's really supporting you and who's just around for the wrong reasons. That's key too, man. Cause I mean, that's, that's even more the reason I feel like to just, you know, it comes to a point in life, you know, obviously you a man and, you know, as I grow into, you know, obviously being a man, but even growing more as a man of God, you know, you start to find out, okay, like this person ain't really good for me. I need to just go ahead and cut them off. So it's obviously good that you kind of had that in a sense by, you know, you going over there and seeing who the real was, you know, within your background yeah. and you surroundings too. So obviously Jordan, you know, I'm very blessed and thankful to have you a part of our platform, you know, the Unbreakable Faith platform starting that Faith because you're a shorter point guard, you know, throughout your whole career. I'm sure you done heard, you know, many remarks saying that you didn't, you couldn't, you couldn't really play on the next level. You know, you were too short. They didn't know who he was going to guard. Obviously I know they throw the, mouse in the house caught at you they probably threw that at you a lot but you know despite all that you never listen to naysayers like when i see you play bro it's like it don't look like you you how you play like you a six five point girl i'm like bro like the way you know the moves you making how you shooting you assisting others like it's like bro he don't even really play like he that 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 height so in terms of that how did you manage to you know keep your faith through all the doubters and naysayers that You know through all those markets you you couldn't play at the next level you couldn't do this you couldn't do that how did you manage to keep your faith through those tough times i mean one
1: like like anybody says like uh when odds against you or whatever you like use it as motivation Mm -hmm. uh so i think that was the the biggest thing using as motivation and um i think putting the work in as well like uh my I've been lucky and blessed, like, to to have good support system between my parents, um, even my coaches growing up as well. So um, they always – if I had one or two people that's always pushing me, that kind of got me over the over the hump for the right. days that was kind of tougher for me or maybe I doubted myself. Um, and then I think that's just God working. Like, hey, the days when you, you're down and stuff, is always somebody that's coming to lift, uplift you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes you – you want to you want to feel like the tough guy because you especially as a small guard, you got something to prove like you got that chip on your shoulder. But sometimes every single you, day I lift you up. Like sometimes you can't always be that tough guy, like the behind the scenes stuff where it's hard nights or hard. You might have had a bad game, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. And um God always put somebody in my corner to um, to really help me. Um, I, and especially in college, um, my mom would always send me Bible verses all the yeah. time. When I was going, she knew I was going through a few things, whether it was emotionally, mentally, uh, physically, whatever the case was. And she always sent me a, like a little quote every now and then, Bible verse. Mm-hmm. And that that would help me out a lot.
0: That's key, too, man. I mean, just having that support system. I mean, obviously, I see it through, you know, what you do in the community now, you know, having your camps, you know, you got kids looking up to you, just having that community, you know, whether it was your, your mother, you know, sending you those Bible verses throughout your college, collegiate careers and everything like that. And, um, you know, just simply having that community keep you going because a lot of guys, a lot of players, they have a tough, you know, situation. You, on the other hand, yours might have been a little bit tougher because you had people, you know, always in your ear doubting you, you know, saying you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that. And, you know, having that community kind of helped you prevail through. So I definitely think that's key, too. But in terms of like your game translating from, you know, high school to college and professionally. You know, kind of being a shorter guard. Was there like a how was that transition for you personally in terms of like you know developing your game? Because I mean, obviously you've been at the highest of highs. You know, playing uses in the summer league last year. Um, so in terms of that transition, how was it difficult to transition your game on those different levels? Um,
1: going from high school to college um, was a, I think, more of a mental transition for me um yeah i honestly thought i was about to sit on the bench for four years get my degree and yeah go about my day and um yeah. it was kind of surprising first game i was the first sub and by my mm-hmm. sophomore year i was starting so um i think that was the biggest mental thing for me was that um you know you I always heard like growing up watching uc seeing out like they were superstars to me with bob huggins and all them mm-hmm. guys so me saying I was going to go to division one and play basketball. Like it was a huge thing and in my head. Like I had some type of doubt for myself. Like I, maybe I, like I just got lucky and got this position and whatnot. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, put the work did and show mm-hmm. that I could play at this level, but I still had some type of doubt in my mind at some points. And then it wasn't until maybe like my sophomore year, like where I actually was getting a lot of reps and right. outside of, um like practice and stuff like things on my own like I went to LA to train and and that's when it kind of transitioned where like I knew I could play at this level and I think it was all mental for me like I had
0: nothing to do basketball related it was all mental yeah facts I mean that mental thing I mean obviously you can attest to it it's key bro because I mean just the game it can it can really put you on an emotional roller coaster going up and down you know whether you're not getting minutes um whether you are getting minutes you just simply not shooting the ball well so I definitely think that mental roadblock for any athlete really just tuning into this specific episode is definitely key. to just, you know, lock in, keep the mental strong, pray on that mental as well, just to make sure, you know, everything is aligned. You know, obviously during the transition into, you know, this society, this economy, when a it, 2022 it's it's crazy out here. Needless to say, I mean, it's just a lot going on. Um, We're in times where I personally feel like we need more conversation about God. We need more conversation about faith. One thing, you know, shout out to you, of course, with your brand, Holy Hooper, because with this brand from at least what I've been able to notice from it, you've been able to make that conversation about God. Cool. You've been able to make those conversations about faith, you know, like an everyday thing. So in terms of your brand, Holy Hooper, what exactly is it for, you know, audience that aren't familiar with it? And what was your original goal within, you know, actually creating the brand? Um, it's 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 crazy because, um.
1: My boy, shout out to Harlem Hot Boy. He's the one um, gave me the name. Honestly, um, yeah. he was—I don't know where where we were, but he was just—he would say, "Yo, we need to start calling you the, uh, the Holy Hooper because you're always posting something religious, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the case is." So I kind of ran with it, and um, my whole thing, like, I wanted to start the brand just to to grow grow my love for for Christ, and I want other people. To have that same relationship, touching people's lives any way I could, um, it was just to spread his word. Honestly, through yeah. basketball, I was given this gift, and I'm trying to spread what I what I've got to somebody else through mm-hmm. basketball. And I think so many people from all over the world come together for basketball. Like you got different races, religion, mm-hmm. whatever the case is. It, basketball is all, always the nucleus for most of us. So if I can spread the word through basketball, then that's what I'm going to try to do. So.
0: Yeah, facts. I mean, shout out to you again, bro. Cause I mean, I definitely think it's key, um, you know, just in the world we live in today. And even, you know, back when you first started, I mean, it's a lot of progress that's made within the world. But obviously, as you see, it's still a lot of crazy things going on. So just having that platform, having a foundation to where, you know, I'll never forget my pastor actually told me this one time he was telling me to, you know, continue to do what I'm doing with my personal brand because it's like a lot of times you might be the person that can, you know, take the kid off the street and teach and teach them about Christ. They might not be able to sit through an hour 30 sermon. They not even stepping on the same block as the church. You feel me? So it's just like having somebody doing that groundwork for them is very key. You know, you obviously been doing that. them
1: being relatable.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and a lot of people, um, especially in our generation is so like, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot different as far as like people going to church, I mean, even with us athletes, like uh, mm-hmm. going overseas, like I was in Turkey, it's a Muslim country. So yeah. me trying to get to uh, a church and in, in my de- denomination was difficult. So mm-hmm. um, there's different ways that you can grow your faith now. Um, and I'm, I can build it in other aspects, other ways, whether mm-hmm. it's, it's serving, whether it's, um, my my how i pray how i approach certain situations uh yeah and i think us as basketball players we had a platform to we can reach so many people whether it's just mm-hmm. one tweet one post whatever the case is even if no you don't get no feedback from it, no nothing people right. are going to see it and yep. it's going to be in the back of their mind and the more people reach out do it and now you one person reach out to you hey you did your job you you mm-hmm. want you got a new
0: follower. christ got a new follower. yep and I think that's key, too, man, because, I mean, it's like one thing I personally learned within my brand, you know, Christ and faith, they're not the coolest topic. So, you know, being having a person, you know, like yourself, who has been doing it for a minute and, you know, making that relevant, like is key, because like you said, you might not get the feedback, you know, right away. It might take a year or two. But, you know, as long as you influence just a few, you know, Christ and more followers and everything. So I think that's definitely key for sure. Um, You know, obviously transitioning to. You know, just identity, of course, you kind of hit upon it a little bit, um, within, you know, Christ versus identity, you know, within the game of basketball, right? Cause I feel like personally, I struggle with it myself. I know a lot of basketball players struggle with it because, you know, within this game, we're judged based upon performance. You know, you're judged based upon if you a 20 point person, you know, if you a five assists per game type PG, you know, you're judged on them things. So like, a lot of basketball players and just athletes in general, they judge their whole livelihood based upon their performance. So I wanted to ask you, was there any moments or times in your career where you struggled with finding your identity within Jordan, a basketball player or Jordan, like the man of God, you know, Jordan, you know, the son of God. Um, I think, uh, I think
1: my first year actually out of school, um, was kind of my, where I was kind of lost maybe with myself Mm -hmm. or my, religion my faith i think i was lost i mean i think like i had the time of my life um like i learned a lot about myself but Mm -hmm. i think it was i think i almost needed that to build what i have now um my faith grew way more um my game went to another level Mm -hmm. but me having that little year of losing myself um Mm -hmm. i think it just helped me through the future and i think that was a big time identifying who I was and it, it got to a point where you sit back and you look at, you really look at yourself in the mirror, like, yo, like, what am I doing? Like, what, what am I going to do next? Like, what do I want to be in life? Who right. do I want to be? In life, um, like I have a daughter, like, how is this what I want to, to instill in her? Is this a role model for whoever's watching? Do I want to mm-hmm. be that person? Like, am I setting that example? And once, once it kind of, I asked myself that and be real myself, everything else just fell into place after that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so, too. And I mean, even just, you know, obviously being a man of faith like yourself, you know, that's how it worked. Like, you know, we can't really be attacking things, you know, trying to be this great basketball player, but not, you know, care about your family, care about the children. You know, everything has to be aligned and, you know, planned out accordingly, because if it's not, then we're not going to get blessed with them opportunities like that big, that contract. You know, you ain't going to get blessed with that if everything ain't in proper alignment, the way God intended it to be. Yeah, yeah. Um Something yeah, you, I personally you, you struggle with, too, you know. You know, we, we we rush a lot of things where,
1: yeah. you know, we think things are supposed to happen overnight or or mm-hmm. we might be asking for, for whatever the case is in a prayer. And it might be coming to you. But, you know, sometimes we're closed minded and we asking it and thinking it's supposed to be received this way when it's really yeah. being received another way. But it's the exact same thing you asked for. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just our society, and how, how we how we are right now, just hard to to get out of that. You know, exactly. Like, I, like, I like this conversation is amazing, bro. Like, what you're doing, because these are uncomfortable conversations for people. They bro. are.
0: Just being even open.
1: Feel, I feel, feel like I get chills like talking about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, and, and I mean, even just being open with faith in general in this society, like it's hard because like we live in a society nowadays who they not really talking about God no more. I yeah. mean, they not really having these conversations about faith. It's it's kind of like it's We outnumbered maybe 80 20 percent um you know so having that conversation you kind of like i wouldn't even approach it as like being different but you are being different in a way because you know you got you know me as other people just talking about negative stuff you know talking about violence you know killing shooting it's just all types of crazy stuff when it's like you know we need to combat all those things with the word of god people try to combat it you know the world's way of combating it which is you know it just it, it's no really true system behind that like I feel comfortable personally fighting stuff with my system, you know, the Bible, sermons, you know, prayer, because I know something like that, like that's going to be able to last me generations. It's going to be able to transfer down to, you know, obviously you got a daughter and everything. It's going to be able to transfer down to your kids, you know, your family and everything too. So I think that is, uh, like you said, I'm getting to some conversation too, bro. Cause I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's really key and it's really key to just be on that nowadays. So, you know, obviously what you doing with the brand, man, I think it's incredible. Um, so you know, shout out to you again on that, bro, for sure.
1: Appreciate it.
0: Appreciate it. Like I said, man, you know, I ain't gonna hold you too long. I know game seven on the night, my boy playing for Miami. So, you okay, know, I appreciate okay. you taking the time out, bro. Again, Jordan, is there anything that you would like to leave the fans with today? I would just say uh, you know, we all we all are in situations and tough
1: positions and where I got a high times, low times, but one thing I always stays the same is the Lord always there for you, always. Yeah.